Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through to 17. I'll be reading and you're hearing from the English Standard Version Bible. <clears throat> and it says, When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I would like to talk to you just for a few moments to put a tag upon this message entitled, Seeing God Through Dark Places. Yes. Seeing God Through Dark Places. You may be seated. <clears throat> the king of Syria was at war with Israel. He consulted his officers and chose a place to set up camp. But Elisha sent word to the king of Israel. Excuse me, the king of Syria was at war with Israel. But Elisha sent word to the king of Israel warning him not to go near that place because the Syrians were waiting in ambush there. So the king of Israel warned the people who lived in that place and they were on guard. And this happened several times. The king of Syria is frustrated at the autonomy of his words and how they leaked into the ears of the man of God to know his every move and advancement upon Israel's army. All possible progression of his opportunity to be victorious over Israel now seemed to have echoed into the ears of the prophet and given the king of Israel to go into another direction. The Syrian king became greatly upset over all this. He called in his officers and asked them, which one of you is on the side of the king of Israel? And one of them answered, no one is your majesty. The prophet Elisha tells the king of Israel what you say even in the privacy of your own room. Find out where he is, the king ordered, and I will capture him. When he is told that Elisha was in Dothan, so he sent their horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. This is where the location and reality of what happens next begins to unite together. There's been a hit put out on this prophet Elisha and everything that concerns him at this time. They tell us that the strategic forces of our day gives us some verbiage. They tell us that the best time to engage in a surprise attack on your enemy is at nighttime. Are you with me today, Maranatha? Oh, yeah. The tactical and military regime of this army has now surrounded the city at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Their weaponry is prepared with skillful accuracy at nighttime. Their horses are poised and in positioned at nighttime. 
Men of fighting expertise are in place and ready to move in at a moment's notice at nighttime. Church, if we were to look at this in our present situation, the trials of our lives, the circumstances that we are facing, and it seems as if they don't move upon us until that nighttime. Troubles and trials and adversity surround us like the Syrian army had Elisha and his servant. And our sermonic time right here together focuses upon the characteristics of our own reality, what posture we are to take when we see the factors of a hit is put out on our lives, where adversity of our current situation is waiting in ambush to trample upon us, and where a wily foe is crouched in darkness to destroy us, we begin to ask the questions of ourselves, and we begin to ponder in this situation, God, how am I to see you through this darkness? Somebody may need some help in understanding this, and the most operative perspective that we can view this today is from the viewpoint of the servant of Elisha. When people of God are brought into dark places and apparently there is no escape for them, the Lord alone must be their dependence. So the first viewpoint from this passage we see here is the panic of the servant. Verse 15, look with me in our text. When the servant of, of the man of God, are you there everybody? Rose early in the morning, he went out, and behold, an army with what, everybody? Y'all sleep. Y'all close your Bible. Y'all, they closed the Bible on the DJ. They close. Y'all got your Bibles open? Y'all looking? Amen. I mean, verse 15, 2 Kings 6. Y'all there? Y'all Text says they, that he rose early in the morning and went out, and behold, an army of horses, and what, everybody? Charity. Was all around the city. Keep that in mind. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? Perhaps this servant was one of the prophet disciples who had accompanied Elisha to Dothan. He was one of them that that was being taught how to become a prophet. So he was following Elisha to Dothan. And by being thus associated with the prophet in his labors, this young man would have received valuable experience. When the servant saw this, he was afraid. And hence, it was customary for him. It was his habit of waking early in the morning. Are you all accustomed with that? Mm -hmm. Waking up early in the morning, he was accustomed to looking out to see what new exploits were ahead for them on this day. It It was a particular day, but let me give you the nugget that you need to take away from here today. Sometimes your nighttime rendezvous can be mistaken for your early morning experience. Are you listening to me today? Huh? So for the servant, it was not time for all of that. But this particular morning consisted of a whole lot more than devotion, prayer, Uh and breakfast. Are you listening, Maranatha? This young servant here, he awakens out of his bed and he walks from his sleeping quarters and he goes to the restroom. From the restroom, he goes to the kitchen. He's still a little groggy, Marcus, after he done washed his face a little bit. But before he can pick up the writings for devotion and before he can bow his head to pray, he witnesses the sound of snorting horses. He witnesses the sound of snoring soldiers. And he views the very glistening of the moonlight reflection from the shiny chariots that surrounds the city. 
I hear you, church. It's too early in the morning for all that. Mm -mm, no, I ain't got time. I'm going to hit snooze, and I'm going back to bed. But when you wake up in the morning with God, do I have any company in here? When you wake up in the morning with God on your mind and God in your spirit and God in your mind, and there's a lot that God begins to reveal to you. Am I right about it, church? Even when your enemies are surrounding you. The panic of the servant. He saw clearly what his heart was not ready for. It's early in the morning. Remember, they had come out at nighttime before the next morning. He beheld the silence of the hit that was out, not just on Elisha, but upon him too. This is often depicted of happening in the morning before day, and that is where the most crucial part of our salvific walk with God happens, early in the morning. See, there's a fight. If we could turn back the screen or, or, or drape back the curtain, there's a fight over your very soul. I'm looking in your eyes right now. I can't see you. But it's a fight over your very soul for eight hours while you snoring. Yes, sir. Wow. Amen. Do you remember the fight over on the other side of the Jabbok River yes. when Jacob wrestled with God? That's the same type of fight yes. that the enemy is fighting over your soul. Let me kill her now. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. They just got back from the club. Let me kill her. Uh-huh. They just got back from drinking. Let me kill I can kill her. Yes. And then here comes Grace. Get on somewhere. Hey, they got something to do for me when they wake up. Yes. Not if they wake up, but when they wake up. The reason being, fighting in the night, sometimes you get tired. Am I right about it? Sometimes you become weary. You can become displaced. And the people whom you depended on are not there anymore. The phone is on do not disturb, or their ringer is off, or it's turned down, and they've drifted into the part of sleep spiritually because some people are wide awake, but they really sleep because they don't have no power to pray for you to get even rid, get rid of a common cold. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me today. See, a lot of times back in the old time, you used to go to your friend's house who fearful of the Holy Ghost, we don't talk about it much, who are fearful of the Holy Ghost and say, sis, bro, I need you to pray for me. I can't take this medicine because of the reactions that it gives me. But I know you've been with God for a little while, and I know that I can call you in the nighttime. I need you to pray for me. You don't even have to come to my house. Just pray for me over the phone. We used to have friends like that, but we, we, we got too involved in our electronic devices. We get too involved in our our fire stick. We get too involved in stuff that's going on around us. Then we get more involved in the word of God. Well, the word of God gives us the healing we need. He gives us the deliverance we've been looking for. And we don't have to go looking for it between nobody's legs. Not the liquor store. You're shooting it in your arm. And then we have another situation that have arisen. These people here can't answer their phone. Ring are turned off or turned down. Whether they're spiritually sleeping, you have to see God for yourself through the dark places. They can't hear the cry 
of the questioning like the servant when he asked, my master, what shall we do? Can you see the picture right now that, that the servant of Elisha, he's in the house and he sees all this stuff but can't open the window? Yeah. Nobody's sending him a text or an email. He can't return the call because they monitor the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And the enemy's looking at you with everything he got. If I was to go back to the Avengers, it was like Thanos had a, had a looking in on Tony, on Tony Stark's place, but didn't nobody know that he was outside. And by the time somebody looked, he just opened fire. Yeah, yeah I went there, DJ. I went there. Same thing is happening with you right now. But it's been the protection of the Lord. Ooh, glory be to God. The whole time, Pastor, you just talking. No, I'm just telling you what the Lord has said. Amen. He's been protecting you from, from getting out of here. Yeah. You speeding off thinking you all bad and that you mad and puffed up and got your arms crossed, rocks in your jaws, as Daddy used to say. You can be mad if you want to, yeah. but be careful when you leave out of here uncovered by God. Amen. He's going to always be with me. Remember what the scripture says, Pastor. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Yeah, but you're going uncovered because you got an attitude. Yeah. The one thing this text suggests to us and gives us the viewpoint on the panic of this servant is that regardless to how early that he got up, someone else was up earlier than him. The directionality of this query was toward Elisha when the servant asked him, my master, what shall we do? Which was a clear indication that Elisha had already been awake. Even while you may be in your dark place. We still have to. You've been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with Dr. Christopher Manuel. I pray that today's message made your trouble smaller, your hope greater, and your faith restored. You're invited to join me every first and third Saturday for divine worship service at 10 a.m. and on Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. at the Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Church located on 4517 South MacArthur Drive in Alexandria and at the Smyrna Seventh-day Adventist Church on every second and fourth Saturday for divine worship service at 11 a.m. and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. located on 916 Richmond Drive in Alexandria. Beloved, your gifts and love offerings can help keep this ministry on air. Send your correspondence to P.O. Box 3131, Pineville, Louisiana, 71361. And join us on every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 1015 a.m. on KAYT for the Restoring Faith broadcast. Be blessed. The Wade Hampton Show will be right back. Get ready for something new. Introducing Uncle Ugg. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 